producer. All right. Well, we're back. Two mics, two dudes. Um, no, nah, I'm just fucking around. Uh, doing it. Thanks again for coming. It's a pleasure. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, I guess we should look at each other. I've never done this in my room. It's let's so let's get as intimate as we can, man. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> tell me about yourself. Like, tell me. Well, first, just introduce yourself. Let's just get with that. Um, yeah. So, my name is Jake. I produce under the moniker Ellipsis, and I live in Chicago and am very busy and hectic all the time. Why are you so busy? Um, so, I work full time. That's a big part of it. And I dabble in a lot of projects with not just my music, but with. Um, I work with a lot of friends in, um, so some of my closest friends even still are some of the first people I met when I moved here a year or two ago. Um, Ionic Collective, they, they make primarily a lot of club music. Um, they've invited me in with open arms and we've been putting together a lot of shows and compilations. Um, we've been working together on a lot of stuff and we're kind of under construction for the winter and we're going to hopefully come back with a bit more of a rebrand and start opening our genre selection and um, kind of our palette a little bit more to some of the stuff you and I have been listening to and um, like hard bass music harder we're really um, not necessarily bass music specifically but just really trying to find the people in Chicago kind of like what you're doing that just innovate and are pushing sound forward oh cool yeah so a little backstory I met Jake, if you don't mind me using... Go for it. Your real name? <laughs> um, it's out there now. Let's be real. It's on social media. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the internet. You guys can find me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'll plug whatever after this. We'll do plugs. <laughs> for sure. Um, but I'm, I didn't meet you, but I saw you perform at the Valentine show, and it was Blake, Scourin, uh Knapsack, Knapsack and yep. Harry... But it's Harry with an X. Right. I think it's Harry. It's I Harry. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Go check out all those guys. I'll link all those guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just like saw each other on the future Discord, which everyone should go check out. And yeah, this is how we're sitting together now. Just just a little backstory. It's been, it's been fun. But yeah, tell me more about Ionic. So it's it's a Chicago based. Right. So it's. Um yeah, lately it's been um, lately we've been a little bit dormant as we've been kind of putting our ducks in a row for our next chapter. But it's been around for about three years. Um, it was primarily a lot of like club music. We had a couple shows at this bar down in Underground Wonder Bar uh, down in River North before that got shut down. R.I.P. The top floor was a jazz bar, and then this little basement area that they let us play in. They just let us host whatever we wanted, and then the bar went under, and we started booking at the place that you came and saw us um a couple throne weeks room throne room correct above rinaldi's for any local chicagoans it's on broadway if you ever need a slice and a soundcloud set that's that's the spot for you we'll be putting a lot more stuff on there what's going on with like music like next like how did you get into music yeah that's a good question i so i mean in high school even i just kind of dicked around and downloaded ableton and had no idea what I was doing for like three years um, and then went to college at Indiana um, and met a bunch of really, really cool producers. They started this group called Home Planet and if any of them are listening, I love you guys. I hope I see you sometime soon. 
so they they would curate these like crazy house parties that like the crowd would just be all in for all these kids that would like make music in their rooms between classes and stuff and was this gdi or was this like frat no frat not at all like it was completely unaffiliated with all that it was very anti-frat culture completely um so we uh actually this past year all those guys graduated and me and a couple of the Ionic guys went down and played a last little tribute set where we just made a bunch of really dumb edits, kind of in the car, actually. And oh. we made an edit of the IU Fight song in a Carmack Drake Trophies remix and matched oh, that. Shit. It was okay. stupid. But it was fun, and they all really went in at all those shows. So that was a, an environment that um, we all really kind of came together in and uh, want to try and cultivate a little bit more similar things like that up here. Okay. Kind of counter to what you see at a lot of the big venues like the mid and things like that. Yeah, you mean like it's it's underground <clears throat> but also it's genuine. Like it's the people that are there, all of them yeah, actually just, care. People care you're you're going there for the music. Um not that you don't do that at those other places. I don't wanna talk poorly of anyone else that's yeah. doing great things in Chicago. No, but I understand what you're saying. You go to the mid and it's just like a fucking it's just random people getting lit it can be a lot and it's definitely like alcohol is a big part of it and like we definitely want people to come out and like get rowdy at our shows it's a huge thing we're trying to cultivate too but um we're also like cam and i really have a lot of like friends that are like really doing cool stuff right now that just can't get shit like blake we can't we want to see him play more in the city we want to see him play more everywhere and so yeah okay yeah trying to put it on some friends get the people who should be recognized yeah that's another thing is um on discord probably one of my main communities on there is subverse they're a base collective um they added me to the roster a couple months ago if any of you guys are out there i love you i want to bring all of you out here someday walrus tales anti-negative um black carl's on there um there's a there's a ton of really really cool guys on there that are really pushing stuff forward and um if you haven't already heard of them they're all great go check them out so wait going back a little bit Mm -hmm. do you have a uh like a music background or yeah so i actually i i took several years of piano when i was a, a kid and um took that to school and just thought i was kind of getting somewhere with music for a while and didn't really feel myself progressing until I started taking it seriously when I picked up a music minor. Um, and that was really exciting. And then honestly, just like being fueled by my peers with all the home planet guys and, um, just seeing the innovation that they were trying to curate and some of the cool stuff that they were listening to that I hadn't heard of. Like I, I can't even count the times that I've like would hang out with them and just be like, what the hell are we listening to right now? This is crazy. Oh, okay. So these guys kind of got you. They were just like on the pulse of everything. They, they brought Valentine out for a show at one of these back when he was like on his way up. Yeah. Um, so like people just went to a basement at a college party and Valentine was going nuts and it was super, they actually broke a floor at a party. Like the, like the floor like just were caved standing. in and they had to really? close the entire party because Valentine that's, and his boys were going in. It was nuts. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so like part of it is just like the people I've met along the way that have been really inspirational and I've just been progressively more inspired by everybody I've met. Um, another thing that really fired me up this past year is um, I was really holding on to a lot of beats 
that I didn't ever want to release. I thought I was putting an EP together for a long time and just kind of felt like I was packing it all in to do this big thing. Mm -hmm. And my computer got stolen. I was at a, um, yeah, I I had it in my backpack and um, went to some company outing actually and just put it in a booth and some dude just walked in and lifted my backpack and had everything in it. So lost everything back to square one. took me like three months to work to get a new computer it sucked i had to work a second job um so i was like i'm never doing that again and i want to make sure that like when i get a new computer and try doing music i want to like do it right and then like this year i've been really pushing myself super hard to um make time in addition to all the other things i've been mentioning yeah it's kind of like a clean slate almost in a weird fucked up way that you probably didn't want no it was like i I was holding on to a lot of stuff from like a really shitty time in my life and yeah. just thought that this was like going to be some big like fuck you to that era of my life and mm-hmm. in a way like losing that all that stuff like it wasn't even like I still have some of them on private on my SoundCloud mm-hmm. and I just still keep them there I don't know what to do with them I'm not going to finish them or put them out but I it was just kind of this weird thing where it was like, okay, I guess that's kind of karma. Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't have been that resentful and just like concealed about everything. I need to just like move a little more in the moment and share what I do with people. What really sucked at the time is that I had a track that was like 80% complete for my girlfriend's birthday. Oh. And I had it on SoundCloud. It was like 80% done and like I didn't have it ready to mix or anything. So it was just garbage, but it sounded cool. Um, and I showed it to her literally the night before and it got taken and I don't have any stems or anything for it. Damn. So, Dude, that's rough, man. I'm sorry to hear that. I always think like, oh my God, if I got my shit. Like, cause I'm bad about backing shit I'm up. I'm so I'm bad. At, like, like I literally yeah. did it for like the second time ever, maybe a week ago. Good. good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, proud, man. I'm not like. For sure. It's important. Hot, 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 producer. What do you do when you get a little bit of recognition? You just like feel good about it um yeah i i pat myself on the back and it just fires me up to do better with the next one um hopefully i'll i mean i don't know i just i've really grown to just appreciate like i know it's kind of like social media where you have to work for it with music but like it is really validating just to know like oh i'm doing it right like i'm making music that isn't terrible yeah because like i think for myself and probably most of the producers you have on here, I'm easily my biggest critic. Yeah. Um, for sure. And I, it's yeah. easy to just like get sucked into a hole with a mix or with just an idea and being like, this, this sucks. I hate it. Why am I doing that? And then like the very next day being like, wait, this is super cool. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, you're back to like, what am I doing? This is horrible. No one else is doing this. You think and there's then, a way to get out of that? I mean, I think part of it is just discovering who you are along the way. Like, I'm sure that's a super cliche answer, but really, like, I feel like my biggest flaw right now with production is that I try and reference too many people um, instead mm-hmm. of trying to trust myself with being a little bit more individualized, and that's a terrible way to put it, but trust myself a little bit more with my own integrity. Like, some of the tracks I have ready for you today, I think I did pretty well at just unplugging from everything and just coming up with an idea that I think isn't something I'm directly referencing or have in my head from something else. For sure. Well, that sounds like a good transition. Let's listen to something. I woke up and she was gone. 
something cool about this is I literally went to Intelligentsia, sat down and made the beat in like three hours with just like a shit ton of coffee in my system. <laughs> do you do that often? I want to do it more. I love the atmosphere. Thanks, man. That's something I've focused on a lot with a lot of the stuff I've been working on. I've been trying to like take samples and just do the most unorthodox, disgusting things with them. some of your advice that you would give to some up-and-coming producers maybe like more social skills wise i've been talking to a lot of people about this lately but like social media is just toxic i think we can all agree Mm. um the i think it's really important to like establish real connections with people i would rather have real connections with people even if it's not for the clout or whatever you want to call it I'd rather just be tight with people that I really appreciate as people and as musicians and Mm -hmm. then know that they feel that way about me as well. Yeah. Um, And even if they don't, I want to continue to validate what they're doing because I know as a producer that like it's easy to be insecure about your, your own craft a lot of the time. Yeah, for sure. And then, and social media is horrible for that. Yeah, dude, it's, there's a balance, you know, you have to, you, you need the metric to like see where you're at with things in mm. terms of like numbers and stuff but yeah. internalizing that as much as a lot of people do including myself is it can be really damaging yeah and like you just have to you have to get around that and so how do you get around that um honestly it's a thing i struggle with a lot i i check i catch myself checking my phone all the time and it's driving me nuts and a lot of the time I'll literally just turn it off or leave it in another room yeah. and just like, or let it die even. And just like try to detox and stay away from all that. The worst is that like my computer obviously has internet. Yeah. Everything's connected. It's all just too convenient and people hit me up all the time about stuff. And I also just am ADD and get on Facebook and SoundCloud and just want to see what's going on. And it like, it makes me feel empty sometimes. And lately I've been, kind of detaching from everything and it feels a lot better just being an authentic human being again yeah i mean dude i feel like programmed inside of us we all just want to like connect like that's the one thing that makes you feel whole like it makes like really connect like yeah yeah not like scratching each other's back with reposts and like number stuff isn't the same as like the conversation we're having right now right yeah and it's just like I mean that's what this show is about is just connecting with people but like really i just feel like in any 
doesn't even have to be music it's just like if you can connect with people in a genuine way that will make you happy it's like it's very weird i don't know i feel like it's just a realization that i've had and also on top of that in the sense of like being successful how do you do that you connect with people like people are the cogs in the system yeah and that's honestly like my greatest barometer for success with music or anything is like like i don't like focusing on the number next to my soundcloud or whatever you want to look at i'd rather see that translate into people that appreciate me for what i put my heart and soul into in my free time yeah and then knowing that they also appreciate me validating them in return you know what i mean yeah no so i was uh and a shout out to honey jam records i was talking to one of the guys over there this guy andrew i was like kind of being a pessimist which i try not to do but sometimes it happens i mean it happens yeah and i was like you know it's it's pretty tough to make it in the music industry and he was like well think about this if you could reach 2000 fans and like really genuinely connect to them and let's say you have a patreon or something and you get each of those people to subscribe to you and pay you like whatever ten dollars a month right because you're putting out really good stuff and they want to support you mm-hmm. between two thousand people that's a lot of money actually. you're doing it like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you had two thousand fans and all of them are super genuine that would be better than having fifty thousand and no one really cares like half of them are bots yeah exactly and like that's a huge thing i also try to keep in mind with my soundcloud presence is it's all genuine i i try to be as organic with the people i interact with on there and in real life and wherever else is possible yeah there's a view of this that is more holistic or it's like more it just doesn't have to be so clout based like you can be yeah. successful and not have whatever so many subscribers exactly like i feel very fulfilled mm-hmm. currently just by the circle of people that i hang out with yeah if you feel like that's something you're missing like get on discord or like get on exactly like discord's the shit like there's a lot of people you can just talk to you know? yeah that's what's crazy about it like we were talking about even before we <clears throat> started interviewing is the um yeah, people just hop in there, and you never know who who's on there. That, and they're just they're usually almost always down to just like take a DM and start talking about stuff. Especially if you're appreciative and genuine with them. i've been listening to music that's just like a fax machine would make but i like it you know what i mean like that's valid like the music that i like lately is just it sounds like a broken computer Mm -hmm. like 
you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, like this is the noise that my computer would make if it was like glitching. I threw it in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 start with any one particular genre when you started making music um for a minute i was definitely that kid trying to be skrillex okay. i think i think a lot of people were like vocal chops and like heavy yeah just bass. downloading massive and fm8 and trying yeah. to make i actually didn't even i was so scared to like design my own plugins that i would literally just like copy them off of youtube and mm. like be afraid to tweak anything even a little bit yeah and because i didn't like it was weird because it was like I would know how it sounds. I wouldn't know how to arrive at that sound or what any of the parameters would do. Yeah. So I just YouTube crash course myself through a lot of stuff, took classes at school, and yeah. um, learned like, oh, that's what an LFO is. That's what an envelope does. And yeah. like put together the pieces of that puzzle of like why I made that growl that sounds like Skrillex and been like, oh, well, like, I want to do my own thing instead. Yeah, make it a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. Was it dubstep then? Just like, or like that? Like, Definitely initially. Yeah. Um, I'm actually from Memphis. I don't know if I mentioned that before. Um, so a big part of my upbringing has always just been rap, trap music, and hip-hop. That mm -hmm. kind of, like, 3-6, um, Juicy J, Yo Gotti, nice. uh, Blockboy nice. JB, all those guys. Um, I mean, I just identify with that as a Memphian. Mm -hmm. um, 
Although now I'm definitely more into like experimental. I wouldn't even call it hip hop anymore. <laughs> it's just like it has a beat. Yeah. There's bass, and, and then there's just other noise going on. <laughs> Trash. Yeah. Do you have any uh, any like feeling as to where the music's gonna go? I mean, because it's not like there's which one, music one. Right? Yeah, exactly. There's not one genre that's like you know the tip of the spear it's just yeah tons but like i guess when it comes to like the type of music that you're making like what could be a new thing i guess if you knew that you'd just be doing just, it yeah but like making a lane for myself a little bit more but yeah. um that's a good question i mean i i think that like bass music definitely feels it feels like an untapped genre in a lot of ways sometimes, but it feels like everybody's trying to be the guy tapping into the next thing with it. Like, uh, it definitely feels like where everybody's trying to innovate. Yeah. And, like, you see, like, Lost Dogs, Courteous Family, um, a lot of the Dome of Dune people. People are already innovating and are, like, just continuing to push it forward. Yeah. And then, like, like with any genre, it's just everybody's just kind of chasing those innovators. Mm-hmm. Um and you'll occasionally get people that just kind of like make their own lane and do that but um so to answer your question i'm not really sure i definitely think like 2018 i've been saying to everybody is just like the year of distortion everybody downloaded isotope trash all of a sudden and is just (laughs) making like (laughs) this disgusting awesome yeah crunchy shit and it's cool Mm. but so i don't know what's gonna happen well who are some of those people that are pushing the envelope nor the boy definitely um a lot of the courteous dudes um i really like what uh chrome lost dogs is doing um both chrome republic and chrome noise both of those dudes okay um it's crazy to me that ablation is like 17 or something is he really he's like just he's a high schooler i think he's so like just mad respect for that dude. He's gonna be around for a long time. Dude, holy shit! That new album that he put out—it's like my favorite. Super cool. It's so cool. Yeah. It's simple and it's kind of lo-fi, and I love it a little bit. Yeah. Like in the sense that, like, if you were to look at the master, it almost seems like it's a little bit low pass. They made it like a little, like crunchy. Lo- not they. He made yeah. it like a little crunchy lo-fi. Like obviously very oriented around the low end and like. That was yeah. that was a really cool one. I also like people are probably gonna hate me for this, but I haven't listened to the Cone Sound album yet. I need to. I know. Um, oh, I have not. So that's cool. We we can be dually hated. We at can the just same time. yeah. People will get mad about that. But I think like distortion and like the weird, yeah. like people are definitely like migrating to isotope trash now that serum is kind of getting a little stale yeah i feel like a little bit every single person i interview is like well obviously i use serum and it's like yeah it sounds yeah good. I, mean, <laughs> I use it too i'm yeah it's not that like i don't use it or i'm like above using it but like you can definitely like for the most part you can hear serum and it's like tracks. massive when massive was the massive thing. it was you know yeah you'd be like oh that sounds like a patch that mm-hmm. i hear from that sound. even with serum i'll try to like I'll use it for like putting together like I do a lot of my 808s in Serum and mm-hmm. um, I'll put together a lot of um, like little leads I do in Serum just because it's really good for like stabs and little short attack sounds like that mm-hmm. um, and then I try to bounce them to audio as quick as I can and just resample from there. Oh, see, so you're one of that school. Yeah, like, which it's cool. I'm like I respect the fuck out of that.
when it's in MIDI, it's just kind of in limbo in the sense that like mm. you can do whatever you want to it. But like once you bounce it to audio, it's like you got to work with it. See, that's the thing is I, one of my other really good friends, uh, Nada, who is also working on a really cool EP, um, he put on a sound design course with Shush at Loyola and was showing me that like if you freeze a track in MIDI and hit alt and drag it down you can like duplicate it to audio and keep the frozen one there so you what? Like, don't have to commit to Bro like <laughs> what For i didn't you. know that yeah i mean obviously you could just like you know copy the track and freeze it and whatever yeah but, but you can also like just like nice do the little thing huh so okay let me just get this straight mm -hmm. freeze a track create an audio track drag it down to the audio track Option it just drag. becomes okay yeah yeah gotcha yeah. Cool. I didn't know that. I feel like kind of like and a then, pleb. Yeah, you mute the uh, frozen one because that way, because like I'm afraid of commitment too. Right. And like, what if I like want to change that one chord into a six chord or something, mm -hmm. or whatever? Go back and change the notation of it. I almost never do, to be honest. Like, yeah. I'll just leave it frozen and muted forever. But like, what if I don't want to do that? You know, yeah. like it's always there and just it's an empty channel. So, do you? What do you start with a lot of times? What's your process? I am like weirdly intimidated by starting with a melody unless I just really get something stuck in my head. So I almost always start with like just a really basic kick snare, kick clap, whatever pattern just to get some sort of rhythm going. I feel like that's kind of how I'm oriented right now. Okay. So from there, do you do melody, chords? It just depends. Throw in a sample. It just depends. Like I just kind of throw my sample library at the wall and see what sticks with whatever I play with. I really don't have that much of a strategy usually. I usually just try and sit down and try and do something different than last time. Oh, okay. That's a good strategy though. Because I want to make each track like a learning experience. I feel ADD to the point where like I can't make the same thing exactly the same way two different tracks. Yeah, you got to keep it fresh for yourself. Right. Because, again, like, it's just at the point where, like, I critique myself probably too harshly, and it just feels like I, that's how I innovate, is I do something different each time, whether it's use operator instead of serum or try mm, using okay. the wavetable or so just trying to do different things with samples and trying to find different ways to freeze and flatten and keep resampling. Producer. I'm going to get 10. I'm do just, it. like, kind of poor not not too poor i'm just like i understand waiting. that though i yeah. was hoping for that black friday deal but ableton knew they're like no nah. mm, it's a hot commodity <laughs> we don't need to give it away for any cheaper yeah they but, know you're gonna cop but then it's again just, i yeah. fucking like i was a noob and i bought ableton 9 or i was just a good person <laughs> i like bought it feels sweet. so nice to own it it does, yeah, because you just know that there's going to be no, you like, You never have to worry about, like, updating your OS or whatever, and just, like, that's it for your computer. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... That's the one thing that I would actually buy, and I did just buy the Sound Toys bundle, but I... Anyway, I just feel like if your DAW is, like, ripped, it's... You're kind of playing with fire, but it, it's fairly stable. Definitely. You know? Until your Mac hits you with that OS X update. And you're like... Mojave, I can't yeah, take I that. I didn't know which one that was. I don't even know which one I'm on right now. I don't know. Yeah, I need to update mine. And keep. Dude, my, they... my MacBook asks me to update something every single day. I'm like, 
get the fuck out of here like no yeah same i just ignore it and like literally ever since they stopped making the the um the osx stuff like cats i have no idea what's happening anymore oh yeah it was like snow when it was like yeah mountain lion it's like now it's just a free-for-all like, yeah now it's just like national parks yeah it feels like they're just like coming up with track names <laughs> honestly. what the fuck's going on they just need to make like less updates honestly for sure made this little thing of stuff that you said on twitter i like I like oh, pulling no. from people's twitter it's kind of funny to me oh god tell, my twitter after this tell me uh, tell me how you feel about this comment okay really disappointed with how many producers put hats on the downbeat and call it a day yeah again that goes back to me being like from memphis where like trap music is like a rap oriented form of music like hi-hats are like the big part of it and lately it just feels like everything is like yeah and like there's a time and a place for that but like i just think everybody's been a little lazy with it lately myself included where it's just like you put a hi-hat on the on the one and that's that's your track that's it (laughs) okay fair enough um let's see what else we got here four years of college for a music minor seven years of ableton god knows how much of my childhood playing piano and the only thing djs want to play is fergie and mr karmic mashup i made in garage band 20 minutes true i do a lot of really head-ass like edits of stuff where i'll take like top 40 songs and songs i like and like make horrifying edits out of them (laughs) right um and probably the most popular one is this edit i made probably a year and a half ago of uh, London Bridge by Fergie with Blackbirds by Mr. Carmack. Oh. And like it's it's dumb and it's hard but like every single time I go to a show especially back in Memphis or whatever like people are waiting to hear that and I'm like really? Really? Like, that took no time. I made that like I don't even remember you where. You just put it on top of the beat essentially. Basically. And, like, okay, and just like put like good. a little oh, EQ yeah. on it and like compressed it to like just keep it all together and like that was it (laughs) okay do you think about your music a lot in the the live sense like do you make it for like other producers or do you make it for like the live crowd um i would say for the most part it's pretty i try to keep it pretty playable um especially with a lot of the subverse guys lately i've been a couple of them have been asking me for stuff to play like live at their shows and with all the shows i've been playing i've been trying to play out as much original stuff um so for the most part i try to keep pretty conscientious of that but i also do want to do more like excuse me um do more stuff that's a little bit less oriented towards like playing out live yeah and stuff that's like a little bit less uh jarring almost a little less jarring not quite focused on like bangers if you will so much and just focusing a little bit more on like the musicality and yeah like not having to get in a certain mindset or be in a place to like listen to the song yeah and even like with like arrangements just the whole like intro build drop like bridge drop the end 
mm-hmm. that feels like a really cookie cutter thing that I get stuck in sometimes and it's easy I mean that's that's a pretty comfortable way to produce and a lot of people do it um, and I you'll I think everything I'm showing you today is like that but um, so just trying to break that mold a little bit and um, yeah. that's definitely my first starting point. The other thing that I've been a lot more cognizant of is like I think a lot of people on SoundCloud just like to skim through tracks mm-hmm. and like if it's cool like if they get to the 10 seconds before the drop into the drop it's cool they'll they'll hit a like and then maybe come back and listen to the whole thing. Yeah. But people like don't listen to the entire songs anymore a lot of no, the time especially and on SoundCloud. Especially on SoundCloud because you can see I'm the so waveform. I'm so guilty of that. Same. Like, I will literally, unless it's someone that, like, I know and I love their music yeah, from beginning to end, I'm yeah. guilty of doing that all the time, and it sucks. But, so, to that point, I try to make music for the people that actually listen to my music, meaning, like, I'll make music that's, like, the part that I think is the coolest part isn't in that first minute and a half where you see the waveform jump to what looks like a drop. Yeah. Like, even my last track, I um, I made that one for my girlfriend, because uh, her birthday was that day I dropped it, and um, it was really cool. I, I named it Lavender, because she loves lavender everything. She yeah. has, like, a scented thing in her car, she puts it in her food, she smells it all the time, and it's everything. So I was like, yeah. well, the only sense you're not using it for is your ears, so here you go. She nice. is definitely one of my biggest supporters and listens to my stuff through and through, and like, even though it's not really her thing, she's definitely not like a SoundCloud person, but she she can appreciate it and listens to it wholly and tells me like her full take on it, and it was really cool because... The last part of it was just this crazy noise section I made that was just totally jarring from the rest of it and like it's funny because even if you look at it like all the comments are in that first little minute and a half when like the drop hits or whatever yeah and like that last section like is pretty sparse and no one really listens to it but she put a comment right after it and was like this is super cool that was something really flattering to me that meant a lot curious if you have any advice about like commenting etiquette i mean i've seen some cringy stuff the whole like yo this beat hits harder than my dad like that's yeah. that's a little much i think and just people everybody seems to be kind of doing that or like just trying to make it a meme yeah right exactly. i think just in general while we're on that um memes just seem really like played out if you oh, will yeah like everybody thinks their memes are the best uh-huh and like 
I don't know. I'm just ready for there to be a little bit of a, like a meme recession, especially with the SoundCloud scene where people just like don't make that quite as forefront with what they're doing. Yeah, I get that. Um, I feel like if you have the memes and your music is really good, go yeah, for it. Yeah, if you can keep them separate. I mean, like... But if it's, like, just a meme... I pretty much use memes strictly to, like, stay relevant in people's Facebook algorithms. Meaning, <laughs> like, literally, like, I hate Facebook with a passion. It's literally just, like, my Rolodex with a news feed of just stupid shit my friends do. Yeah. Um, And, like, I'll just drop a meme that I find and, like... It gets a couple likes and that's it and then like i just do that to keep people like checking out what i'm doing and then like i'll put a music announcement in there to like spice it up and like actually see who's paying attention and and other big life announcements and stuff so like, right yeah. but like i'm really trying to phase out of facebook but it's really it sucks because like the messenger is just like that's the thing that's yeah the messenger is nice yeah that's yeah dude that's an interesting point i feel like i haven't really talked to many people that really feel strongly against the whole meme thing at least when it comes to music like obviously I'm don't not, get me wrong no, i yeah, love memes no, <laughs> yeah yeah that's but like when it comes to putting it in your music and kind of just writing it off as like well this track is a track essentially because yeah. like i put this little tidbit of something in there i thought it was so funny like a month ago when soundcloud just was deleting all the rhythm stuff Oh. Not just because it was rhythm, but because it had, like, so many Rick and Morty samples in it. Oh. Because that's, like, a huge part of it for a lot of that whole yeah. culture. It's just, like, yeah. copyright stuff that they were just, like... Like, trying nope. to hide it. Or Not like, even. Just no, like, or, like, <laughs> if you're good, you, like, kind of get it enough hidden that it's, like, all right, it's not going to get taken. Yeah, exactly. Like, where, like, they, like, downpitch Rick burping and, like, the whole... Like every single quote from that show has is in SoundCloud somewhere. I'm convinced. Oh, I bet. It's not just Rick and Morty. It's right. like all sorts of copyright stuff that's like of that vein. But like obviously that's a big offender. Yeah, and I feel like you could, you could make probably more of a meme track, but not as explicitly a meme. Like you don't have to take a meme that's already out there. Like you could make like think about that track that's uh what's it even called it's like the one where it's like yep that one's a good one like obviously that was not made for the memes but it just happened but it just happened like or uh, i'm thinking like what could be a track that is an original that is a meme itself i think within the soundcloud community there's memes that are just like really layered into like goofy original samples people put in their own songs yeah but that's the thing too is like you have to really like dive into soundcloud and like the people in there and like yeah network that way to really like be in on the joke if you will right yeah. and i'm not in on like, i'm a not lot of I, it. like it's, it's tough <laughs> it's stupid and like that's the whole thing is memes are stupid and like if you're in on it great if but they're not, great like, they yeah. like literally i feel like a meme a day a meme a day keeps the doctor away exactly <laughs> I mean, like... Probably... I don't recommend that. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I don't know. I just feel like... Go to the doctor. Yeah, like, you need to get checked up. Like, you need to get your blood work done. But seriously, if you can just, like, laugh and let loose and, like... Don't pay attention to those, like, depressing memes where it's, like, just some sad boy shit. Like, sometimes that's funny, but, like, sometimes yeah. it's just, like... Yeah, dude, I don't know about Just that. like the rest of the internet, it's just, like, everything has a time and a place and, like... yeah. Just being able to, like, regulate yourself with memes, social media, all of it, 
Like that's the key with all of it. Yeah, like those meme tracks are super just in that. Some moment. of them are a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like if you think about like I'm trying to think, like the last album that I heard reviewed as like a timeless album was the new Daft Punk album. It's just like mm-hmm. Yeah, that the music on there is gonna stick around for a long time, whereas like your meme track, probably not. Even just like really dumb stuff. Like there was one day I took the acapella to Avicii's Hey Brother and was just in my room back at my old place when I had roommates. Um, and they were all just hanging out in the living room and I just cranked my interface and from my from my room they just heard Hey <laughs> Brother. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just like of, in a sample, you just like did that like repeating. I just shit. stretched it just stretched and just it. like made it horrible sounding, but they could tell what it was and they were just like, What is happening? Let's wrap this up. For I got sure. I got a question that I ask pretty much everyone. For sure. I'm ready. That is what was your first concert? Um I saw Paul McCartney with my parents. Oh nice. Where was that? That was in Memphis. It was uh it was super cool. Yeah. Because he did a lot of his solo stuff and like slowly dove back into more of the Beatles stuff and of course he had to end with Hey Jude and the whole crowd was swaying and that was a really fun one. Like it was just a wholesome, fun family night downtown. It was a good That sounds nice. I remember that night super well. So, okay. What was the most impactful concert? Um probably the time when Carmack and Sam G came to Concord, like oh four God, or five years ago. Don't get me started about that concert. I was out of town, and I was working at the Concord. Oh, were you and I really? was gonna be like, you know, chilling in the back. Damn, like, I did not mean to rub it in. I'm no, sorry. No, it's okay. I'm, just, I'm salty. <laughs> that was. I drove up here from school for that one, and was like, that was worth it. <laughs> wow, that's sick, dude. Sam G and Carmack. It was dumb. Um, and I think it was like Sam G's like second show in the u.s maybe ever i don't know but it was cool because he like played out his first um it was the first escapism ep so like he played long distance like a month after it came out and all those tracks were super cool oh man yeah that's really cool yeah i'm jealous (laughs) sam g when he comes back to chicago i will be there let's let's link (laughs) all right man well any any uh shout outs before you go anything coming up in your life that you want to say um yeah i mean i've got um all the tracks i showed you today i've got hopefully coming out very shortly i want to get at least two more out in 2018 but uh we'll see um yeah i'm pretty poised to just be chilling and working on music throughout the winter and working on reset so um again keep an eye out for the uh, show announcement on monday that we've got um i'll tell you a little bit more about that after um we also will be playing uh, me shush and another friend of ours will be playing uh, in wrigley a couple in january cool i'll um, be there for sure i live right yeah in you're super close so. um we've got a couple other shows lined up um ionic is going to be re- rebranding and launching itself with a new compilation hopefully early 2019 um so be on the lookout for that um and me personally i'll just keep cranking tunes out and cooking yeah exactly (laughs) seeing what happens for sure man well thanks a lot i appreciate it yeah of course it was good